Blog Talk Radio. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, You guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Welcome to Saturday Morning Cereal. As always, I am Grimshay. Joining me is Marky. Say hi, Marky. Hello. All right. You know what we're talking about this week. If, if In case the theme song didn't give it away, we're talking Goodfellas. Uh, that got us in a good mood. Yeah, a, a good, Goodfellas mood. It's, uh, it's automatic. If I hear that song... I am teleported yeah. to. I mean, I mean, so many of them too. Like anything off that whole soundtrack of existing music, I hear it. I go, oh, that's yeah. a song from Goodfellas. If you hear Cream, because your Goodfellas is that fucking important to me. I think somehow it's hardwired in. That's that's one of the that's that's the excuse I'm going to use to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it's the uh, 25th anniversary. 25th anniversary. 25 years. Since this movie came out. Which makes us eh, old. Yeah, about 19. I mean, I okay, so it came out in 91? I, in 1990. 90, 90. 1990. It would be if the 25th anniversary so was 90, yeah. uh, just, uh, I think, about a month ago. No, back in April of uh, 2015 uh-huh. would be the 25th anniversary. So, yeah, spring of 1990. Uh, towards the end of my eighth grade year. And I know that because I was real excited about it. I had kind of got on a mob movie kick before it came out. (laughs) It was the first time I saw The Godfather Uh and stuff uh like that, renting VHS tapes, the old Hastings. Uh, And then when Goodfellas came out, I got my dad to take me to see it, hands down. And I think a lot of people Uh in our generation would agree, changed movies for me. Easily, the if anyone says, what's your favorite movie? I think a lot of the populace, definitely of our demographic, has front-loaded, ready to go. Goodfellas. What's your second favorite? Anything uh, else? Yeah. yeah. There's a tie for of another hundred movies. Um, Goodfellas alone, watching that in the theater, amazing. I was, you know, if you're 13 years old, it's hard to tell your friends, hey, go out and see Goodfellas in the theater. But I know, beginning of freshman year, making friends in high school, it had just come out on HBO. Suddenly, everybody else my age had seen it. It was, it was. I think I have lasting friendships that developed just over just by talking about Goodfellas. Well, and that's why I think we should kind of unpack that a little bit. We have to kind of figure out what was going on at the time because everybody that knows watches appreciates movies, can appreciate the 
colossal success that Scorsese had when he made Goodfellas. It's monumental in how good it is. You have to kind of put yourself back into that era and kind of how you felt at the time. In retrospect, it's the greatest movie ever. Just like in retrospect, Pulp Fiction might be the greatest movie ever. Or to some people, Titanic or whatever, you know. People are going to kind of have that kind of regressive, you know, kind of look back. Um, But I think what was going on for me personally was I didn't really know what was hitting me at the time. And I... When I do remember seeing it. It's one of those few movies that I literally remember the setting and the moment when I first saw it. Yeah. Like, I can't remember the first time I saw First Blood, you know, the first Rambo movie. Yeah. I don't remember that. I know I saw it when I was really young. I don't remember the first time I saw Rocky. I don't remember the first time. I don't even remember the first time I saw Star Wars, really. Yeah. But, good I re- movies, but Goodfellas is a, such a movie that it changed movies. Yes, and I, I, I do agree with that. I walked out of the theater a different kind of movie fan than I had walked in. Sure. And I don't – as happens very rarely and never to the degree that Goodfellas did. See, and I, I, I totally believe in that kind of reaction to it. My reaction was slightly different. My reaction was that – this is how movies should be. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really, it didn't shake me. Uh, it was just, well, that's how it should be. Yep. You know, like, that's okay. You know, that's, that's it. Nailed it. And I was probably what we determined I was 12, 13, 13, okay. 12 years old. Um, my first memory of it. And uh, I mean, yeah, it, I was one of the ones that saw it on HBO mm-hmm. Um, and I remember it was a Friday night, Saturday night or whatever. It was the premiere of this particular movie. And I did grow up watching, I, I didn't see a Disney movie until I was in high school, like not a cartoon or, I mean, I saw like Daniel Boone and old yeller and you know, shit like that, but I didn't see like a animated cartoon Disney movie. I grew up on missing in action movies and Schwarzenegger and Stallone, you know, I grew up on that kind of stuff. Um, mob movies, violence and movies. I just kind of grew up with that. Okay. Um, it was a tough life. You it was a tough life. Man. It, was a, a yeah, it was definitely Sometimes a tough life. When you just fall asleep to a whatever, you know, predator hunting Arnold Schwarzenegger through the forest. <laughs> it's a good it's day. Like. You know, as long as if I don't use my AK, it's a good day. No, you know, that's good. so that's the kind of world that I kind of grew up in. Um, uh, culturally speaking. So the first time that I saw Goodfellas was, I remember it being late at night. It was probably a Friday or Saturday, just because that's when HBO used to premiere their big movies. And I watched that movie with my mom late at night, you know, nine o'clock at night, you know, not, not like three in the morning, but like it was a 9 PM thing. And, for some reason, I was home. Uh, my mom and I watched that movie. And, you know, my mother is this very sweet uh, Mexican lady, you know, speaks English, very, very broken. And we both watched this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's also very, very Catholic, you know. Uh-huh. And so, <laughs> you know, like, so this thing just kind of like we both watched it. And I remember the feeling of watching it and the kind of impression that it made on me and just how the 
the both of us, you know, <laughs> uh, if it wasn't for blood, we wouldn't be connected at all, really, wow. culturally speaking, uh-huh. you know, just completely loved it. Like, just didn't even really talk, you know, like it was just totally engrossing, totally amazing. It teleports you into this world uh, like few movies could really pull off. And I think I can only speak for myself, but just because of the lack of conversation that was had, I think that, you know, I, I walked out of that film or, you know, or went to bed. Um, I, I left that movie uh, just thinking to myself, that's the way it should be done. It didn't throw me for a loop. It's just perfect. Exactly. When I, when I walked out of the theater, just still, I mean, like, I don't know, like, like exhausted, like, yeah, yeah. like it was just, it wow. never saw a movie. And I loved going to movies growing up, still do always love a good movie, but mm, there have been movies that, you know, have raised the bar in certain areas, you know, like sure. Pulp Fiction with storytelling. Uh, amazing. Or, uh, dialogue specifically. Yeah. Yeah. You see Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, you're like, well, why don't more movies just work like that? You know, it's and that changes film for you as a as a viewer mm-hmm. a little bit. You see Jurassic Park the first time, you're like, well, that whatever he's doing, that's how you got to do special effects. Yeah, and that changed things, you know, a little bit and what we would expect and what we now as as you know as movie viewers are like, well, this is what I want. This is the level that I want that I've never seen before. And Goodfellas did that in a way that. Even when the same actors with an almost identical script yeah. got together and did Casino, it, it didn't work. It doesn't. Well, it's it a works. Fine but movie, it's but, a good movie. You know, if that had come out in 1990 instead of Goodfellas, I still don't think it would have had quite the same impact. There was just something I think fucking perfect I about think, Goodfellas. I, I think what it does is that Goodfellas doesn't change things, but Goodfellas raises the bar. Well, that's the way in which I'm saying it changes. Sure, okay. But and that's for us, the viewer, because we had no idea you could make a movie that good. Yeah. Everything so works. I walked out of there like, I walked out of this exact same theater growing up dozens of times, <laughs> and I've never felt like this. Why can't more of these movies for $8 do that? It was $5 back then. Uh, you know, I, don't even, <laughs> I don't even think that's true. I the think popcorn was, was still 8 bucks. But it, it was uh, it's it was and is uh, the movie like this is the kind of movie that you put on the spaceship to go out and you know to you're gonna set it on a satellite and just spit it out into, <laughs> like this is what aliens should see you know like this is the kind of like this is the best we could possibly do no. you know like this is us you know symbolically metaphorically actually. This is the best we could do. No, I, I disagree. I don't want Goodfellas to represent necessarily our society. Why not? Uh, We're a ruthless the band of drug use, all the F words. We all talk like that. But not, not like Joe Pesci. To this day, if you we don't like, have that kind of spice. Dude, but you're talking like Joe Pesci. They know what you, they know <laughs> yeah. what you mean. But we all have that. I mean, it's... Um, but but go on because yes this I do think if you want to say this is how you make a movie this is film this is American yeah. cinema yes American cinema and you can show it in other countries to the same you know depending on the context of what they know about us as it, it American goes, viewers 
it, it goes beyond, like well beyond winning an Oscar. Like winning an Oscar means nothing next to making Goodfellas. Oh, you know, yeah, like my mind, no. Fuck Oscar forever. If I could make, I remember that one was Goodfellas. I watched those Oscars because I cared that much about it. Mm-hmm. And Goodfellas came out in the spring. It is very, very. That's a big hurdle for movies going for an Oscar to have anyway to still be remembered. Mostly they're released like Christmas Day. That's why you get your Godfather 3 on the ticket, Famously. even though everyone knows that's not going to win. But it lost to Dances with Wolves, and it was, I remember, Roger Ebert and all the big critics were saying, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, The Academy isn't going to vote for Goodfellas because it's just, it's too stark, or it's too, it's not like they weren't ready for it. Martin Scorsese yeah. for being good, but they said, no, what we want in movies is what Kevin Costner did in Dances with Wolves, which at this point is so saccharine, you don't even find it on TNT in the afternoons. I don't know. I can't remember the last time I saw Dances with Wolves on television or on Netflix, or I don't think anyone has an interest in it. I do remember um, I do remember watching. I did see, ugh, to my memory, I think I did watch Dances with Wolves. I think that was a rental. Um I, but Judas. I, I do remember being – I watched it. I remember Dances with Wolves before the Oscars. I remember this being the battle. You know, I remember this happening. And I remember um, having seen both of those films. And it was going to be between those those two. There was no doubt there. Yeah, um, but that's, that's and, what everyone was saying. And um, I think – and this is my experience with Oscars since um, – and I think I even understood it back back in those days. When you leave Dances with Wolves, having seen it for the first time, and maybe for many the only time, when you leave Dances with Wolves, you have a spirit and a hope for humanity because how horribly the American people or American government treated the Native Americans and their displacement, how mm-hmm. awful that was. How the settlers killed the natives. They pushed them out and destroyed them. And how the American military literally killed them and pushed them out of their their lands. Um, That there was this one American, I think he ended up being a lieutenant, a hero, a war hero, that this, this man could assimilate with and love and cherish and become the Native American himself. Yes. You know, and it was like... Let's just cut to the chase. It was Avatar. No, Avatar did not do it that well. Uh, I don't think. No. Look, it doesn't matter because I, I'm actually uh, quite sick of having any more Dances with Wolves talks on my Goodfellas show. No, no, no. But no let more. me just no uh, more. That allow me to finish. Persona non grata. Allow me to finish right. because, like, the the one thing that Dances with Wolves does do is it leaves you with this feeling of hope, and in, it, it leaves the audience with feeling of hope for themselves to overcome the guilt for what they've done, and that is what carries over into Oscar voting. And I don't, and definitely Goodfellas does not do that. Yeah. So it ap- is not propaganda. It, it is, is not at all. It doesn't make you feel good. Politically no. incorrect. It's better. It's incredible. It's all these wonderful things. But it, Goodfellas does not fill you with hope. That's true. Okay. And so that's what wins the Oscar. And I didn't feel upset at the upset because 
what Martin Scorsese was able to do and what Goodfellas does is well beyond what winning an Oscar is. So I don't give a shit. That's what I'm trying to say. Fair enough. It's better than that. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? Wizard of Oz didn't win the Oscar. I was upset. (laughs) I was upset. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but but yes, I have moved on because it's an awesome movie. Okay, let's talk about some scenes. Okay, what do you want to know? Uh, well, it, it's uh, well. Okay, first I do have to say, uh, just watching this movie earlier today, mm-hmm. get myself in the mood, in the yep. zone yep. with uh, with yourself, with uh, with a couple other friends. It is very hard to watch this movie with other fans. Why? Everybody. <laughs> Tries to talk along with it. Everybody <laughs> is trying to get every single line as they come out because it's so awesome. And it's, the timing doesn't work, right? It never does. Even if it works, it's obnoxious. Yeah. And I admit I'm just as guilty. Yeah. But it's you know it's you can never sit and watch it for the first time again anyway. <laughs> but if you want to try, you better do it alone. I actually got mad at you because you were getting mad at us, and I'm like. Like you haven't seen it before. Shut yeah. up. Who cares? Let, let us talk. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it's. So if you want to just sit and watch it as a movie, you do, by yourself. do it alone yeah. because no one's going to let you. Yeah. Uh, but but that that brings me to the point where if you say Goodfellas, like it's a montage immediately in my memory. If you say Predator, I think, you know, I I think of the Predator setting the bomb on his wrist. That's my one thumbnail, like, <laughs> that's computer the one image in my memory yeah, yeah. of that movie, and I love that movie. I always think of and Get to the Chopper. The that's what I think. See? Yeah, yeah. that's not bad. Yeah. If you say Get to the Chopper, of course I'm going to think of that. It works in reverse. But with Goodfellas, it's like a, uh, like mentally i got to stop for a second and unpack a big or open a a trunk, collection maybe. of... Open a trunk and see what's know. in there. See what's making that noise? Is, yeah. it, is that what you have to do? I, I think uh, over the years it's been fun to play what's my favorite part of my favorite movie. Because I, I feel I can do that with Goodfellas. Because yeah. a lot of people our age, like I said, can legitimately say, "Well, oh, that is my favorite movie." Okay, okay. Right. How, so, how about this? How about like, this? What if I asked you, what's not so? Not about what's your favorite part, because that's very hard to nail down. What scene most impresses you? No, that would, that's the same as favorite part. But but highlights, highlights. Okay. I think my very first idea of the the scene where I almost lost my shit in the movie theater uh, when he shoots Spider in the card game. <laughs> yeah. I was, holy shit. I know. He just fucking did that. And uh, Oh, I, I have one. Yeah. I have one. Yeah, good. Okay. That's what I want. Let's uh, fire some off. There is this. All right. So after Billy Batch starts his shit, you know, he gets out of jail. This is the famous scene where he tells Tommy to go get his fucking shoeshine box. Okay, right? so that's okay. the scene you're talking about. This is okay. fucking. This is the Billy Bat scene, and yeah. this is really, this is the fulcrum where things go bad. All right, don't 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 over talk right. it. Just give me the scene. All right, they're beating the shit out of him. He's on the floor. All right, it's getting out of Ray Liotta's. It's getting out of Henry Hill's hands. Okay, they're beating the shit out of him. He's on the floor. They're taking tablecloths off of Ray Liotta's place. Yeah. All right, all right, and they're covering him up, and there's just chaos. And Henry Hill is just freaking the hell out. And Joe Pesci's character, Tommy, like looks up at him. And you can see in Henry Hill's eyes, you can see like there's going to be a moment of connection where he understands the chaos that is happening here. He understands what's happening with me. And there's this look in his eyes. You understand it. And Tommy says, I'm sorry, I got blood on your floor. And it's just this depression 
in Henry Hill's eyes, like, that's not at all what I am worried about. That's not at all yeah, no, a concern. I, I, I know the scene okay? you're talking about. And they all do, yeah. I believe that what, and this is what makes that movie so amazing, is that we get to kind of ride along with Henry Hill. Like, you know, he's the audience in this. Yeah, right. He's looking at Tommy, realizing what a psychopath he is. Yes. When he says, "I didn't mean to get blood on your floors." It, it was all fun and games it, yeah. until then. You know, like yeah. the movie takes you through it, and then it's but, all yeah. funny. It's all jokes. That is a good scene. I I also like one of the ones that always pops into my mind. Uh, uh, early on, Henry smashing the taxi cabs. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Best of uh, Polly. Uh, setting fire to him, and then, and then you get the big, the big explosion, the fireball frames yep. with him running away yeah. as he, as the narrator, older Henry Hill is saying, the kids carried my mom's groceries all the way home. Me, it was out of respect, out of respect. You know? And he's, I mean, yeah. that that's one of those perfect little moments that this movie has. What's? Give me another one, real quick. Well, I, the part I really like is when uh, Jimmy, you know, the Robert De Niro character. When this is very, this is later in the film, but he opens the door and he's. This is when things are going crazy, and he's supposed to buy these silencers from Henry Hill, and you know he opens the door and he's got the cigarette, he's got all these guns and all these silencers that don't fit, and he's just like, get the hell out of here! You're making this. This stuff's making your mind in a mush. Yeah. Like there's this, uh. there's this just kind of like ridiculousness about this old man in his robe with all these guns. You know, he's holding all these these. These hand, these yeah, he's pistols. got a bunch of guns yeah. and silencers, and none of them fit. <laughs> he's got this, just like, and he's got the cigarette yeah, dangling. Yeah, I like that part just, too. It just sticks in my head like that could be anybody's dad that happens to be buying silencers and guns that don't fit together. Hmm. You know, like it's just so they have this movie has the ability to yeah. take the how, common. How that was him disappointing his mentor. <laughs> that was the problem. Wrong size guns. <laughs> yeah, and it, his mentor is no. There's no pot of honey either. That's that's good. And, and he says in the movie, he doesn't even say bye. Mm. You know, just just pissed off, yeah. just yelling at him the whole time. Yeah. But, the, but what about that? And I'm going to, here we go, keep going with the list. The, another scene that I think is iconic and I love is just that little part when uh, when they're deciding to kill Maury. Yeah. You see uh, Robert De Niro making up his mind and he got cream kick yep. in and play. Dun, dun, and it's that dun, slow push. Dun, dun. Just smoking that cigarette, I and Maury in the corner, just like you know, like a like a wolf looking at his prey, saying, "Yeah, this this is the one who's got to go. This is the sick, the sick and the old." I mean that. That's exactly. I mean, scenes like that. It's little moments. Give me another one as fast as you can. Well, but before I even do that, which I do have another one, I have another one. But that particular thing, that that sound, that music, that plays in many movies since. When I see something like that happening in a movie, I hear yeah, it's so fucking. Like awesome. I said, that movie is so impactful. Yeah, everything that is in that owns it. Well, and I, you know, you can another play scene. the the coda, the piano coda from Layla. Any anywhere yeah. else, <laughs> it's still gonna own, be owned by Goodfellas. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh, like so fourteen years after it came out. Yeah. Goodfellas went ahead and branded it and made it his bitch. Yeah, yeah. But and, you know, and speaking of scenes, that was amazing. That also was in contention for my favorite. Which I think one? when I walked out, the reveal with uh, Layla playing in the background when they show everybody Jimmy's killed. Yep. 
And, you know, uh, Tommy Carbone in the freezer. Yeah, Frankie Carbone. Uh, Frankie Carbone. Those are so solid. Uh, <laughs> took him three days to thaw him out for the autopsy. See, <laughs> yeah. you can't help but quote that movie. Yeah, and then, of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention one of the biggest, most iconic scenes. The, uh, you know, you think I'm funny? Yeah. Funny how? Funny like a clown? Like I amuse you? I mean, that, that got him the Oscar. Just another yeah. little fucking throwaway scene out of this. And then what? And the walk into the Copacabana. Well, that's the one that I was about. That's to say. another iconic one. Yeah. Well, see, and that that's it. Like. um I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine today, mm-hmm. and he's talking about he and his friends went to – there's a – it's a chain – I think it's a chain restaurant here in Southern California, but it's Donovan's Steakhouse. Um, his friend worked there yeah. or knew people that worked there, and he goes in there, and he was he was basically explaining it like – he was Henry Hill at the Copacabana yeah. and about how he goes in there. And so all of a sudden it's like the doors open for him. People are saying, hello, there's already a drink at the table. And of course I just, I have to interject. I have yeah. to say every time I come here, every time. And then it's, don't you work? <laughs> I didn't you even too. finish. <laughs> Everybody knows that scene. And famously, uh, that is one take. That you know, Martin Scorsese well, had to I think rig it was like four or five takes. Well, he had to rig. Shot, yeah, yeah. Well, it's one shot. Apparently, yeah. they got it right every time, right up until Henny Youngman. Oh, Henny Youngman did the it. The very end he when he up? goes, yeah, he would flub his lines, oh, and no they'd way. have to reset the whole thing. I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard the story. It was like four or five takes they had to do that in. And well, it's just, oh. I remember. Um, there's also, and I love this scene. It's when. This takes place in the middle of the film, branching off of the first scene of the film, when they have to deal with Billy Bats in the car, and they end up stopping off at Tommy's mom's house. Oh, yeah. And they, there's just this... And uh, uh, Joe Pesci's mom uh, is played by Martin Scorsese's mother. Yeah. And you can see it in her face. She looks exactly like Martin Scorsese. And um, yeah, she's the one who did the painting. She did yeah, the painting. The painting huh? the painting, yeah. One dog's face in east, one dog's face in west. Saying, What's the big deal? And this one's saying, what do you want me? <laughs> she's got a nice head of white hair. <laughs> yeah. That looks like, oh, oh, looks like somebody we know. Oh, oh my God, Martin. <laughs> what up the bed? They're laughing about the guy that's basically dying in the back of the trunk. Yep. That's what they're laughing yep. about. Well, they're not sure if he's dead or not, but they are going to borrow this knife because, uh, well, they hit, they hit a deer, and it's, uh, and it's in, what do you call it? His paw. Which obviously is a joke that comes up very often in our parts of the woods. Because of all the paws and hoofs <laughs> that are lying around. I don't get that either, everybody, but the, no, this only is one it. of them. So, the I movie... personally enjoy my steak cooked rare, medium rare. Uh, an aristocrat. And... <laughs> I will get that every time. If I always... we're cooking a steak together, somebody says, well, how do you want that? Medium rare. It's just like hardwired into Marquis' brain. An aristocrat. Oh, an aristocrat. Yeah. Two small onions. <laughs> There's three cans. Three big cans of tomato sauce. Okay. All right. So you and I could go back and forth all day. And I think everyone listening could, too. Could go, right. Everybody listening, chime in right now. I'm going to give you about eight seconds to tell us your favorite scene in no, the movie. No, just think just to yourself the first real and quick. Best one. Let it out. What is it? We can't hear you. Louder. Okay. No, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, I, good one. I, 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 I say it, too. I say See? it, too. Everybody, everybody remembers. However, um, 
back going back 20 some years when I first met you, Graham, famously, this was back when we were roommates. Well, you can't could be that famous, but well, famously in our circle, you could just by the top of your head do the whole dialogue for the opening scene of Goodfellas. Oh yeah. So I'm I would like you I to do, do the whole movie. I like you to do at least until the trunk opens. Could you do it right now? Go you want? Uh, all right. Okay, all right. Let me see. Let me see. Let me dust it off. It's got to be in there pretty good. <laughs> I want to see if you can do it. All right. Mars uh, Scorsese movie. When Winkler presents. Car driving by. New York, 1970. What? What's what's that? What's that? What, what's that? Jimmy, Jimmy, wake up. Did I hit something? <laughs> what is that? A flat? What is that? Better pull over and check. Oh, I'm going to pull over. I'm going to pull over. Uh, well, actually, and that's it. And then the trunk opens. <laughs> <laughs> they walk around. So, actually, that was pretty easy. Yeah, but yeah. That's all it is. Well, that's all it is. That might have been every word. I don't know. You listening at home, go back and check. I welcome the challenge. You guys should have seen his face as he's trying to just make sure that this was all there. So, oh, yeah. I, I was totally... watching it in my yeah. brain. I was trying to account for spaces. Okay, now they get out, the red light. They look at each other. Tommy grabs a knife. He nods. Uh, okay, so all right. Henry so, goes in. Right, how about this? Open. Take oh. us to Tony Bennett. Okay, so finish with okay. Oh, so All keep right. going. Okay, yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, they look at each other. Tommy grabs a knife, looks at them both. He nods at Henry. Henry goes, uses the keys, opens the trunk, pops open, and boom! You got uh, Billy Bats in there, all bloody, wrapped in uh, wrapped in a tablecloth. And he's moving. And he's going. Oh, oh, please! Oh, you motherfucker! Die, die! die. Look at my fucking De Niro eye. De Niro comes die. over, and De Niro walks up. Jimmy, boom, boom, puts three shots. Maybe four shots into him, missing the gas tank, thank God. Uh, Henry. And then they start walking away. Henry goes. Closes it. Closes the hood. And then and says. And then has his, oh, my God, I'm surrounded by psychopaths. Look in his eyes, bathed with the red taillights yeah. of his, say, like an old Mercury. I think it was a Buick. Uh, could have been a Buick. Yeah. Uh, and a then, Grand Prix. boom, uh, frame freeze, and you just hear Henry Hill's narration. He says What? Far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a So you at home, are you still singing too? <laughs> and oh, that yeah, movie is, oh, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And um, Martin Scorsese, unfortunately, had to cancel his interview uh, with us. Um, Robert De Niro, uh, we also, canceled on him. I, we, fuck him, and no. uh, Joe Pesci is. I talked to him, but it was so profane. It was so vile. Oh, so we couldn't it's, really do yeah, that. Not much um, salvaging. Uh, Henry Hill still in jail, um, or on Howard Stern. I don't remember. And then uh, who else do we have coming up? Uh, we did get to talk to, and we're very lucky for this, even though we ha I had to tangent in the interview and include it, <laughs> because the, the Goodfellas people are not giving us a lot of interview love, but I did get to talk to Ileana Douglas. That's right. You remember she played uh, Joe Pesci, Tommy's girlfriend. 
had a famous line in it too, by the way. Had, uh, you know, she was she's the one who was utterly unfazed by all the violence around her. Yeah, she's she was the one that uh, where Lorraine Bracco, uh, who if you also recall, get your own goddamn man. Oh, so many scenes <laughs> I and know. pointing a gun at him. My God! I, all right, we've spent enough time on great scenes, but. Uh, where Lorraine Bracco is at the uh, like she, cosmetic party she, yeah, with all the it's wives. It's like an Avon party kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and and Ileana Douglas is the one next to her, being nice, big smile, big goofy eyes, like putting lotion on her. Another woman is telling a story about someone getting killed, and uh, and about how you know, she couldn't tell her <laughs> husband, or the husband would kill some guys, or whatever it was. And she just laughs and says, yes, yes, that's what it would be. Uh-huh. I mean, we do talk to her. And and this is a caveat. And it actually turned out not to be a bad one. This was a surprise. This I didn't know about this show yeah. until we set up this interview. And I'm glad I found out. And you guys are lucky you're going to find out. But And we'll tell you more about it after the interview, by the way. Oh, yes. Yes. We're going to talk about this show because yeah. you need to hear about this. And we'll give you a little setup because it's called Welcome to Sweden. Uh-huh. It's actually on NBC even though they somehow snuck it into the schedule somewhere, it's uh, it was a little tough to find the first season. But it's on the Hulu. Fear not. It not only is it on Hulu, but the DVD box set just came out uh, this past May nineteenth. Get yourself down to a store if you've got a DVD player. Make use of it. Go buy this ten ten episodes. Uh, Welcome to Sweden, which is created by, starring, produced, and God knows what else. With <laughs> conceived, conceived. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like it. It makes it sound like someone gave birth to shows. Yeah, like he pooped it out, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Stooled by, <laughs> dumped. <laughs> anyway, this, this is a it's a Greg Polar joint, if you will. Greg Polar. Uh, <laughs> it turns out to be very talented in his own right. Uh, used to be a lawyer. Uh, reluctantly got into show business because of his sister. Amy Poehler. A few, I've heard a of few her. people have heard of yeah. Amy Poehler. She's doing all right, that kid. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she, she's all right. She's all right with her Emmys and all. So, although we're making a stretch connecting Goodfellas with this interview, but Ileana <laughs> Douglas is part of the show. Welcome to Sweden. And I got a chance to sit down and I talked to Greg Poehler and Ileana Douglas uh-huh. of Goodfellas fame. Uh huh. Uh, all about this uh, eclectic fish-out-of-water Swedish TV import. And I'll have something to say about that after the interview. Yeah. As a yeah. matter of fact, why don't we listen to this interview? Magic interview machine. Won't you please bring us to Greg Poehler and Ileana Douglas. Meanwhile. Hi, everybody. I'm Grim Shay. Uh, Hi, Grim. I'm guessing, and that must be you, Greg. That is me, yes. I'm mm-hmm. relaxing with a late-night glass of wine here in Sweden. Nice. He's in Sweden. <laughs> oh, that is pretty lucky. Yeah. Yeah, I've got coffee. I'm calling you from the future. I'm calling you from the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, uh, and, and Ileana Douglas, I, I presume? I think I heard your voice. Yes, the, the distinctive sounds of Ileana Douglas here on the uh, West Coast. Oh, good. Well, I'm out on the West Coast with you, so we can okay. we can snub the Sweden boy. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well. Uh, thanks for giving me a chance to talk to you guys. I saw the. Uh, I, I've seen about half of the first season of Welcome to Sweden, and I Great. really, really like it. 
Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Uh, and I think uh, right off, I've got to say congratulations, Greg. Uh, it sounds like this is this is definitely your baby, based on a true story, from what I understand as well. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. I mean, it's it's a it's a show that I uh, wrote in my attic um, not a few years ago now, actually two years ago, um, and I was a lawyer at the time and. To be honest, I, I, I kind of resisted writing it for a long time just because it seemed so um, unrealistic and also a bit pathetic, I thought. <laughs> um, mainly, I mean, I think a lot of people assume that because my sister was in the business, that made it easier for me. But in some ways, that, that actually made it uh, made me less um, – made it made me a little more resistant to, to – to th- um, putting something together and putting myself out there because I felt like I, I knew I would get that kind of, Oh, you know, you're just kind of trying to ride the coattails of your sister's success. So uh, in many ways, I think that held me back. So I had the idea for the show for uh, probably about six years before I actually sat down and started writing it. Um, and so that day, uh, you know, that it was a Saturday afternoon when I started writing and I wrote you know, that I wanted the show to be, on in both Sweden and the U S and on in both places and have a bunch of American cameos and we would conquer the world. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it all somehow came true. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's an amazing, uh, story. I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm back in that attic right now as we speak. So, um, oh, feels like oh. I've come full circle. Do, uh, <laughs> um, do people in Sweden do most of their writing in attics? <laughs> <laughs> it's a common, it's a common yeah. Swedish. Uh, uh, I would say yes, actually. There's a lot of attic space. <laughs> it's mainly I'm just trying to. Escape. I have three kids. I'm just trying to escape. It's my only means of escape. Ah, I see. I see. Well, then, then uh, I guess uh, I'll, I'll try not to be too loud and give away your your hiding space. <laughs> but, Thank you. But uh, yeah, you mentioned. Well, for, for those for those listening who may not be familiar, the the you know this 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 does it a disservice just to call it this but it's it's a it's sort of a fish out of uh out of water story where you pick up move to sweden uh as as an american with a swedish girlfriend and then um i won't give anything else away because yeah it is you do seem to have quite the arc going where you do have a long story to tell this isn't just oh isn't this funny he doesn't speak swedish well Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I think I think what we we tried to do was um show uh in many ways what it's like for uh an immigrant when 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 anyone when they move to a new country they kind of have to reinvent themselves and especially in the first couple months when you move somewhere there's this period of of readjustment when uh, when you first arrive, everything's kind of new and exciting, and then after a few weeks, you realize, holy crap, I, I'm, I'm here, um, and I'm not leaving, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, so what, what do I do now? And I think, I think uh, season one was very much about, about, you know, I'm here, what do I do now, um, and what is this place, and kind of uh, his own journey of, of discovery. But I think, you know, in general, I, we, we, we tried to focus more, not just on him, but also what, what, what effect that has on, on, on her, on Emma, um, and, and it's really about those two main characters and the relationship they have and whether their love is strong enough to, to survive this culture clash and the culture clash elements of the show we tried to bring in. And that's where Ileana and, and Patrick really, um, served us well was to show, you know, especially when the parents come to show, um, 
you know, the, the, the true American Swedish divide. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, Ileana Douglas, who we're talking to as well, uh, and Patrick Duffy, two uh, very well-known American actors who they are some of the only well-known American actors who are not playing themselves in the show, by the way. You do have a lot of cameos, very funny, very, very popular people. Yes, season one cameos, we had uh, my sister, of course, Amy Poehler, and um, Aubrey Plaza, and Will Ferrell, and Gene Simmons, and Marlon Ackerman, and Bjorn Ulvaeus, who's the one of the singers from ABBA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, I remember that the biggest. one. <laughs> yeah. As, as far as Swedish cameos, that, that's pretty much the top of the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and this season two, we have a whole bunch of uh, Jack Black and, and Jason Priestley and Nev Campbell and Paul Simon and, and, and some others. So, uh, yeah, we've been really fortunate in that, that regard. I think Ileana was uh, – everybody is basically playing themselves. My character is, is, is a uh, former um, accountant to the stars, celebrity <laughs> accountant, which we thought was simultaneously cool and, and somewhat pathetic. <laughs> That's a good description. <laughs> that was the the rationale behind that. Um, but yeah, there's uh, Ileana and Patrick are, are are the only ones that I think in season one that are that are playing um, characters. Um, so hopefully people aren't too too freaked out by that. <laughs> <laughs> I did well, and in fact, uh, Ileana, if you don't mind me uh, diverging just a second here, I sure. have to admit I am I am as nervous as I get for these interviews talking to you. Really? Why is that? Well, you you were in Goodfellas, for God's sake. <laughs> you did. I remember uh, one of the most underrated movies of the 90s, I think, was uh, Grace of My Heart. Yes. Which anytime I talk about with anybody, uh-huh. either they don't know it or they absolutely love it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you... I'm I'm sorry, but I in my mind, if someone someone just had a background extra scene in Goodfellas, I imagine <laughs> they get like free meals for life. Everybody knows their free name. Free Italian food. I yeah. think. Yeah, you're right. Well, it's yeah. interesting. I I have a a book coming out which which is called uh, I Blame Dennis Hopper. Which, in fact, you can you can pre-order it now on Amazon. But I do write in a chapter about uh, about Goodfellas because obviously it was. Uh, kind of a cool movie to be a part of. It's celebrating its, believe, its 25th year. <laughs> so there's like a, the anniversary is 25 years. So it's pretty, yes, it's it's fun to be part of a movie that is in the Library of Congress that is will be preserved forever. So that's kind of exciting. Well, I think a, a lot of people... Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. No. I'm very funny. No, it's too late. It's already <laughs> happened. I'm going to keep shaking. <laughs> I'm going to push through. already admitted it, so you can't, you can't take that. <laughs> Genie's out of the bottle. I, I rarely make people nervous, too. It's funny. It's, you know. Oh, no, I don't, I don't buy that. I think people just aren't telling you the truth, <laughs> I, like no, I'm not should. afraid to. <laughs> anyway, well, thank you. Well, and I also take it, uh, since I'm talking to you up today about the show, you are, uh, and I hope Patrick Duffy also, are coming back in season two. Oh, we're coming back, yeah. Well, Greg didn't really have a choice. <laughs> Greg, Greg didn't have a choice in that matter. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I would have uh, kidnapped him. I would have forced him to be, you know, I had him at gunpoint in the attic. 
<laughs> uh, no, it was. We had a blast shooting uh, the first season, and uh, I love Patrick, and I, I think we have a really funny chemistry that comes across, and I love Greg, and you know, we just. I, I do think we add a kind of a fun. You know the American, the uh, sort of the semi-ugly American spirit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the, uh, the father always challenging for arm wrestling and. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, we gave we, we gave both Patrick and Liliana every horrible American cliche and stereotype that we, that we could. Uh, we, and we, we combined them all into, into two characters. <laughs> We added a few stereotypes of our own. Every time I meet a Swedish person, they go, oh, where are they? Have you found the Vikings? I mean, again, as part of my goal was to have a gear reference that only Swedish people would know about when they met me. (laughs) And again, I've accomplished that. So, yeah, I I think that's the Swedes' favorite line that I said. Hey, well, I think that's, that's your way in. Swedish superstardom <laughs> is pretty much yours if you can work this angle. Yeah, she's making Swedish people nervous all over the place. <laughs> don't feel bad. Yes. Every guy, every Swedish guy is trembling. Second goal. <laughs> From good and felons. Yes. <laughs> good and felons. <laughs> good fellas. Good fellas. Actually, I, I am part of a... Uh, well, actually, you know the in the uh, Welcome to Sweden, Craig. I, I I didn't tell you that Welcome to Sweden is in the book, um, made it in the book. But they they told me when I went went to visit the Swedish uh, Film Institute that apparently uh, for many years Cape uh, my scene in Cape Fear had been uh, censored. It had been cut out of because they considered it too violent. But apparently, it's now been restored. But so <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's like a trivia. I think it's the last Swedish. Like a censored scene or something. It's some. Yeah. I know it has some sort of trivia. It is. It has question, a cultural. Yeah. So again, it has like a cultural uh, reference that the guy told me about, and he took out of the vault like this. <laughs> they have to, like, they have it. They have it preserved, but they put it back. <laughs> they have they have letters from Martin Scorsese, like you know, complaining about this and. To be fair, it doesn't take too much to get in, in any sort of Swedish museum or, or artifact. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Culturally. Well, perhaps. Exactly. Well, it sounds like they were a bit too nervous to put her in at first. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Could have been back the whole nervousness thing. <laughs> a lot yeah. of the writings from my attic uh, have been also donated to that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know that well, the, the film, uh, the 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 uh, the show is. I know it airs in both Sweden and and the U.S. But it seems to me kind of like it was written for the Swedish audience, or you know, at least the the more mature European audience, where we don't have to pixelate butts and we can have a laugh about you know sexual comedy. And then yeah, I, I mean, see, it seems like it's been censored a little for the U.S. release, which is disappointing to me. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, I think good eye, good sure eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say, I mean, there's very little difference between the two versions other than like the occasional pixelated butt, as you as you mentioned. Um, but no, we, we from the beginning, uh, we knew that it was going to be airing in the U.S. in some form. We had a deal with actually another uh, network when we started, uh, which then and then NBC came on board. But when, even when we were writing the show, 
Uh, we, we always knew that it was going to be airing in Sweden first, and so that was our kind of primary concern. But we also um, had an eye out for whether it would work, uh, not just in the U.S., but internationally. We had kind of big plans and still have big plans for, for showing the show um, worldwide. So that was kind of the tricky part of it, but it, it's kind of the natural progression of when you have both uh, Swedish and American writers, well, I guess one American writer, being myself, um, <laughs> representing all of <laughs> all of the U.S. Uh, you, you know, in order to survive that 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 writers' room, a joke has to to work for both of us. Um, so, in in that sense, I think we really did try to find the, the universality uh, in comedy, and I think that's why the show is is working um, around the world. We we just actually started airing in Asia, and um, you know we we were on a, in, in I don't know. 25 countries now, I think, something like that, worldwide. So um, I think it's interesting. Not it's a bad. show about an American American in Sweden, but it, it, it you know it has kind of universal themes of, of love and uh, discomfort. Yes, <laughs> that, yes. That, that but I'm glad you threw well. in discomfort. There, there honestly <laughs> yeah. are some times where, as much as I like Bruce, I really want to reach through the, uh, through the screen and shake him a little bit. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's my that's the goal. Is, <laughs> is somewhere in between wanting to hug him and throttle him by the neck. Season two, if if I can, I, I mean I haven't seen just seen a little bit, but the season two changes up a bit, which I like. His his your character, you do you show a lot more, you know. You go through more situation, more funny situations. It's sort of like the first year was, again, the classic fish out of water, but now this year there's a lot of familial uh, situations, which I think are quite funny. Yeah, I think season one was like you know all about the the the, the first stage of, of of what it's like for you know being in a new place and it's all kind of new and and discovery and 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 whether you're going to stay or not. And then season two is really about okay yeah. now, now he's staying and now what. Uh, now right. let's try to fit into this society somewhat. So, yeah, yeah I, I, hopefully we'll have twelve more seasons to, to flesh out well, his some character. Of the like twelve the, more trying seasons. Trying to go skiing. <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, uh, it, but you've been very kind letting me talk to you. But before I let you go, I have to, I have to see Greg. Can you give me a little Swedish? What do you mean by that? I don't, I don't. <laughs> did, did, did Bruce aside, did you ever get around to learning? Yeah, yeah, I speak. Um, I mean, as far as you know, I speak amazing. I give fluent. Give me a sentence, and I'll, I'll translate it for you. Um. Oh, I have no idea why I can't think of a sentence right. I'm just repeating what you said in Swedish. Good. That's all. That's all I want. How dare you? perfect, That's good. That's good. Good moron. Yeah, good moron. The I just say Elska Day. Elska Day. I love you. Elska Day. That's I. I was trying to. I was trying to work with that when I heard it on in the show, and I I was saying it completely different. So thank you for correcting me there. Oh, well, yeah. Ileana is an honorary Swede, so she and I, I will refer any Swedish questions to uh, to her. 
I'm I'm trying desperately. I'm as I said, I'm trying to grab the foothold of uh, Swedish uh, showbiz life. That's my goal. Somehow get get into the Swedish culture. I'm in the I'm in the archives. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would uh, you know start with that film institute, and I'd work from there. That's a that's a great start right off. Yes, but it's uh, it's an amazing country, and I look forward to you know going back for hopefully season three. Um, or as they say in Swedish, Film Institute. And <laughs> everything sounds so official. <laughs> that is, that those words are actually the same. <laughs> you're being committed to the, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just we, say it louder. We, that, that's the key to Swedish. That's well, again, one of the things I love about the show is that it, it's, it, there are no, there are no, I think that Greg would agree, it's like there are no punchlines. It, it, the humor comes out of the situation. And I think that that's what makes it relatable globally. You know, it's it's not totally based on oh, I have to understand what this cultural you know reference is, which is a lot of the American humor. If you don't understand, you know. But this is you know the physicality. There's a lot of physicality I think in the show um, that people you know that we have to that we have to go through that is that is funny, and I think that that's why it translates in other countries and all the family humor everybody can always relate to that yeah everybody and as a a writer of the show i'm very happy that Juliana said there's no punchlines in the show thank you for that (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe maybe season three he'll work a few if i should should be thankful or offended by The good thing I is there's think... no jokes. There's no jokes, and <laughs> the script itself is, isn't it's funny. It's, it's more about you know how we as actors <laughs> act around the words. It's just so brave to have a comedy that isn't funny. I can't think of a punchline. <laughs> there's nothing like funny. When you read the script, there's nothing funny. It's just it's, it's more about when we get there, the funny happens. Well, maybe I'm thinking of this season, then. <laughs> you know, listen, I'm your mom. I get to say stupid things. <laughs> no, I like it. I know what you meant. But... <laughs> Thank, slight, you. Slight Thank you. Slight Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. My one fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. I know you guys probably have uh, a whole slew more of these to go, and you're going to answer the exact same questions. But I want to thank you again from uh, Maddie P's Radio Happy Hour and Saturday Morning Serial for talking to us. And everybody listening who is not Greg Poehler or Ileana Douglas, go watch this show. You can find it on Hulu. The DVD is coming out May 19th for the entire first season uh, and that'll get you ready for the second season, which I think is coming out uh, this June on NBC. Yeah, July 19th. July, July 19th. 19th. Oh, yeah. So you can space those uh, 10 episodes out, actually, a little bit. Savor them. Savor them, people. Fantastic. Yes, and, and if you want to get Ileana's number um, to set something up for later, that's that's fine with me. I have that. You can just <laughs> you can, you can text me, and I will, I will, get, I will, get, I will get this happen. That's right. Perfect. You guys Perfect. You send fellas. her number, her address. I would love that. <laughs> yes, okay. thank you. Set up a fund for me to get back to Sweden. <laughs> Just send me all those dollars and krona. That would be fantastic. Oh, look. See, well, now you know what, uh, what you're supposed to be paid in. I think you're well on your way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I told you, you're Swedish. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks again. Uh, good luck, and I hope I get to talk to you again for season three. 
Yes. Terrific. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye, bye guys. And who's teaming up with a good balanced breakfast? Teaming up with Mr. T cereal. It's getting on the team. The team that knows how cool breakfast can be. You get a crispy corn taste with a touch of brown sugar. Teaming up with Mr. T. It's cool. Teaming up with Mr. T. Golden sweet crispy teas. One bite and you're gonna be eaten with the team that's teaming up with Mr. T. It's cool. Teaming up with Mr. T. <laughs> Yeah, teaming up with Mr. T. And guess what it has in it? <laughs> it's sweetened with brown sugar. <laughs> yeah, I caught that. Do you think that? I mean, they must have known what they were doing. Absolutely. Well, our our commercial from, from last week was the sugar bear. You know, you can't get enough don't, of that don't sugar. Don't sing it. Oh. No, but it was. It was part yeah, of it, you know. Yeah. And, oh, and no. You know, like, it's just like, yeah, there's like this kind of. Relearning all this there's like this kind of almost overt racism. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a little racism. I don't know, but it's uh, I, you know, it felt a lot more innocent back in the day, anyway. But hey, the reason we're playing the Mr. T commercial is because Mr. T's birthday today, May twenty first. The day we're recording this, probably not the day you're hearing it. No. Nonetheless, Mr. T Happy every birthday. May twenty first gets another incredible bad attitude year older. Yeah. So happy birthday, BA. We love you, man. And uh I've 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 tweeted out, which is at this point has five retweets. Yeah. Uh my, tweet really is like a birthday card these days. You did the best you it's could. It's the best for I him. could do, yeah. but um what I tell him and I, I I stick to it is that this, you know, Mr. T is as important to my childhood as Star Wars and breakfast cereal. Star Wars and breakfast cereal. <laughs> I like that. He's up there, man. That's just uh, it's just he's he's awesome. So happy birthday, so, Mr. T. Happy birthday, Mr. T. Yeah. And I hope uh for his birthday, Mr. T gets the D V D box set of season one, Welcome to Sweden, which is now out. Conveniently came out a couple of days before his birthday, this right. past May nineteenth. Uh so everyone listening, it is no excuse. Hop on Amazon, go over to your local well, Big why don't we celebrate Mr. Taylor. T's birthday by giving the chance for anyone who can hear our who hear us right now? If you can hear us right now, just tweet me at Stay Classy SDCC mm-hmm. at Stay Classy SDCC. Just tweet me your favoritest Mr. T memory. Absolute <laughs> top favoritest Mr. T memory. <laughs> Get you welcome to Sweden. Well, get it makes no sense at all. I understand, that, that, but still, uh, it, it also makes no sense that a guy who is a fugitive from the U.S. military is running around with the Mohawk and gold chains. Doesn't make any sense in the A team. And why does he keep drinking that drug milk? Too? There's a lot of things that don't make sense in the world. This is one of the small ones. Point being, text us some memory of Mr. Or, or, I mean, tweet us. At Stay Classy, SDCC, any memory you have of Mr. T to prove that you actually know who we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you have a chance to win. A what box now? set of the season one of Welcome to Sweden starring Amy Poehler's brother. and well, Greg Poehler. Yes, uh, okay. We, like, Greg we Poehler. like to go ahead and give him his own identity. <laughs> He's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of anybody who's been on an Amy Poehler show. I mean, it's all the NBC people. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's uh, uh, lots of guest stars, as, as oh. he named in the interview. This just in. Uh, and, and if you will, let me let me describe 
the show to you a little bit. Based on Greg Poehler's true life story, Welcome to Sweden follows a successful New York money manager to the stars. Ooh. Bruce, played by Greg Poehler, who falls in love with a Swedish girl, Emma, played by Josephine Bornbush, top-rated Swedish drama, Solus Don. Ooh, I've heard of this. I'm saying that perfectly, by the mm-hmm. way. And follows her back to her native Stockholm when she returns for a job. Moving halfway around the world with a new love is a huge step, and Bruce, with no job, friends, or real clue about what he's getting himself into, is quick to face the many unique challenges and cultural classes that living in a foreign land presents. Most notably, how to win over Emma's strange and very Swedish family. (laughs) From Bruce's comical struggles to learn the language to his exploits behind the wheel of a Swedish automobile, run-ins at the immigration office, and with his celebrity clientele... Welcome to Sweden reveals itself to be, as Entertainment Weekly calls it, romantically old-fashioned and delightfully weird. I agree. And season two is going to be coming out uh, to NBC here in stateside, uh, July nineteenth. So I... if you can win one of these box sets, you'll catch up. You'll be you'll yeah. get a chance to catch up because it is a really funny show, smartly written. Is, is this the first time? I mean, I don't. I mean, my. My pardons to anybody associated with Welcome to Sweden because it is very funny, but I don't remember season one being on NBC. So is this kind of the first time Apparently that they just... it was? I'd never heard about this show, like I said, till we set up the interview, which is a shame. Because but, well, I I heard about it, but you know what I mean. Like, I, if it's not right in my face after you know Big Bang Theory, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> but you know, like it's um, it 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 is on the Hulu right now. So. Yep. It's on the Hulu, so if you want to watch it on a tiny little device, go ahead and do that. But if you want the full experience, you can get it right now on Blu-ray, DVD. Since May 19th, it's been released, and you can win your own copy of it right now. Just tweet me anything. He's not picky. I'm not. Just say hi, whatever. At State Classy, SDCC. If you could mention Mr. T, that would be nice, too, as a little birthday present to him. How about this? Everybody who says hello and and happy birthday to Mr. T will get a... You'll get a DVD, and you'll get a DVD. Um, <laughs> Although legal is saying we have to say I'm you'll sorry. only get a chance to win a DVD. Exactly. Nonetheless, you will be notified uh, via Twitter. Yes, when I'll a get a hold of picked. you somehow, yes. Um, I still actually have a stack of some other unclaimed well, No gifts. purchase necessary, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway, welcome to Sweden. I actually watched, I think, almost the, yeah, I think I've watched the whole the whole first season on Hulu. I was trying to be nice and wait until the DVDs came out, uh-huh. you know, to help them out a little bit. But sorry, I just binged it. I know, and um, yeah, I've seen a couple of them myself, and uh, I couldn't help but see similarities. Yeah, it's, I, I, that's why I really wanted you to watch it, as a yeah. matter of fact, because for those who don't know, and hopefully that's <laughs> most of the world, yeah, uh, you know, NSA excluded, but uh, Mark E is married. To a to a beautiful young woman from Poland, yeah, who basically reversed "Welcome to Sweden" and went from Poland to America exactly. for a job, and now she's stuck with with this guy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Yep. Yeah. Came in, learned the language, learning the culture, uh-huh. just like uh, Greg Poehler's character Bruce does in "Welcome to Sweden." Exactly. And it has been, without a laugh track, even hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we've had our. I, I love, I love Mrs. E. Yeah, yeah, Mrs. E is. <laughs> yeah, she, she, uh, she definitely rocks it. Um, but one of the things, and this is a theme that kind of pops up in Welcome to Sweden too, is that when you get into that part of the world, 
You know, you get into that kind of north eastern Europe kind of area. Yeah. Okay. Uh if you like fair skinned blonde women, yeah, they kind of grow on trees out there. It's, <laughs> it's something. Um and they there's just there's just gorgeous women everywhere. I mean it's mm-hmm. it's just it's something to it's something to behold, really. Um, they do play on that in the show a little bit, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just, everybody's just good looking, you know, well, the ladies anyway. Huh. Um, well, and the men are stylish to the point of, you know, the are they gay or is, not? Yeah. yeah, yeah. To <laughs> Americans, they would have no way of knowing if they're yeah. it's a stylish straight guy or a gay guy is because it's Europe. Yeah. Cause, because it's Europe, which is and, yeah. another one of those old cultural clashes. And I know you've been out to Poland many times, met the family yep, many times yep. along with them. So you've had your version of it. But I think uh, it is her side. I think Mrs. E more embodies because, you know, she's living out here and had to learn this culture. Yeah. Uh, in fact, that's why I think it would be kind of amusing uh, to me, if no one else. You want to you get on the phone? If we can, if we can get Mrs. E on the phone. <laughs> she's if, never... if she's not working right now, if we can get her on the phone and ask her what she thinks about Goodfellas. Okay. Just to tie this puppy up in a nice bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I did, I, I made her see it years ago. Okay, you know, because, look, look, I'm because glad that just was so part that you of know, your cultural education. Well, and you know, this is and this is another tip for all of you out there. Okay, um, if you cannot get yourself an American girl, like I couldn't. Um, now, if you can't, uh, if you if you can get yourself a European one, like I did, however that happens, male Pony Express, whatever. If you could pull this off, I'm going to tell you right now, just the most minute things are very interested, are very interesting to a foreigner. So all the normal stuff or a lot of the normal stuff makes you seem really interesting. Well, what is this facts of life you speak of? <laughs> what, what are, tell me about these different strokes. <laughs> so you get to kind of retell the old, you know, you get to kind of retell the stories, kind of retell these things and you also, and luckily for me, you get to relive some things through somebody else. Yeah. And one of the things that I had the opportunity to do very early on in my marriage was we're watching Goodfellas. You know? Good, good. We're going to see what you think of this. And did you just sit next to her and stare at her face the entire time? I'm watching Goodfellas. Yeah. <laughs> it's the greatest movie ever made. So, um,. You know, I don't want to spoil anything, but if she hadn't liked it, I don't know what I would have done. It's like I'm, it, I'm kind of – it's kind of too late now. Yeah. You know? Uh, right um, to the divorce attorney. <laughs> yeah. I don't, so – but anyway, I think we should ask her about this. Uh, we haven't really told her she's going to be on the show yet, so we're going to call her and just kind of throw this on her and let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's, let's hope Mrs. E is a good sport. Okay. Let's try How you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling, too. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Uh, let's see. First thing I want to ask you is if uh, if you want to use your name on the show. You already did. Well, we called you Mrs. E. Oh, okay. <laughs> so far. But it's up to you if you want to go by anything else, use your real no. name, or come okay. up with a cool nickname. I think King is going to be confusing us, so it's all fine. 
Yeah, the king it is. Oh, well, that okay. sounds that sounds good. Okay. Um, also, the reason we we're getting you on the show, you you did uh, you remember the movie Goodfellas now, right? Well, how much details do you need? I know it's about the gangsters. <laughs> Well, that's, that's 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 pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's why I'm like, eh, I don't know if I, I don't know what you guys need, but my memory's not so good. Well, no, that's all right. Do you remember watching it? Yes. Do you remember liking it? It wasn't so good. I think so. It was okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, we wanted an, an an honest reaction from someone oh, who didn't okay. grow up like like in in this culture. Yeah. Uh, okay. but well, then yes. and that's fine. You're definitely entitled to your opinion, even though it's wrong. Okay, <laughs> yes, it's pretty you. brutal, actually. <laughs> I know that's what you told me—the best gangster movie, right? I told oh. you the best movie. Oh, it's just the best movie. The mo- uh, in yeah. general, the mo- no. Okay, do you do you remember why you didn't like it? Well, well that's not really fair. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's fair. She said she, she said she didn't like it, but that doesn't mean she has to. You know, the burden. Yeah, of there proof was like it, it wasn't her. just one scene. It was just it was okay. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm just saying it's like you know, it's not that it's my favorite movie or I have to see it five times. Okay, I, all enough, right. But let, let's yeah. just okay. All right, all right. Let let's just strip all the fandom out of it. Like okay. try to try to remember when you saw it. Okay. okay. Did you like the movie? Because it, it does seem like you're. It seems <laughs> he's, like you're giving you another chance. Yeah, to yeah. So well, don't I say think, the same thing. It, it's whatever you do. Chance to redeem my answer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, the like, answer is the movie was okay. Yeah. I'm not into the gangsters movie, so it was fine. It was fine. It was a good movie. Uh-huh. It's good fellas. They were good fellas. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they were good fellas. So white guys. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. But I think that makes a lot of sense because sure. you saw you didn't see it in 1990. No, yeah, I saw it like were, a year ago or two years ago for three. the first time. Yeah. 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 You saw it in like you know 2011 or something, which mm-hmm. is so they make movies better now because of Goodfellas. I think a lot of the yeah. stuff that they did in Goodfellas has been copied to oh, really? make like just what? better movies, you know, like the like that like the Steadicam shot of them going into the Copacabana. Okay. And there was a you know on the pool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, there's you know lots of lots of little things the way they made people scream at each other the way it seemed like they were. You know, like mm. improvising entire okay. scenes at a time, you know, stuff like that, that it's so hard to put your finger on. But in my opinion, when I was you know, 13 years old, saw the movie, mm-hmm. it changed the way I watch movies from then on. If I hadn't seen it till now, it probably wouldn't be as good. Yeah, me. exactly. So, like, you know, it's a good movie, definitely a good movie. But, you know, it's, it's yeah, I was old maybe seeing it and that's, you know, 20 years ago. So, but it's a good movie. It's definitely a good movie for 1990. Oh, right. <laughs> wow. Please stop patronizing. Us. Yeah, that's thank fine. you, Kinga. It's just typical. <laughs> you know, well, I got to live with. <laughs> All right. I'm you sorry. Oh yes, baby. You, you did great today. Italian. Yay! <laughs> that's what I live with. No, Italians. They, uh, it's what? American, not Italy. So, <laughs> you know, it's okay. You know, and you know what's uh, what's actually funny about that is is like. I said the same thing the first time I saw Citizen Kane. Okay, yeah. I was like, that's all right. I've seen enough. it before. And if you, you know, like, seen it in like 1945 or whatever, probably would have, yeah, shaking yeah. you from the core on up. Okay, but now, but hold on, hold on, now. Mm-hmm. I really, I want to know, because uh, 
I get the feeling, and you know, I I know you pretty well. Okay. Okay, let's right. see that. Okay. <laughs> I just I want to know what you actually remember from Goodfellas. So, well, is there are there any scenes that really stick out? No, well, no, I remember the the main character, but not the the Nero. He had nice eyes. <laughs> no, Are like, you sure no, that it was De Niro who had the nice eyes? No, because no, Ray no, not, Ray Liotta no, has the nice eyes. No, that's what, no, yeah, not De Niro, the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah the I one who like was the boy and so he always wanted to be the gangster. <laughs> yeah, he's a good, you know, good-looking guy. You know, that, right. that's how so it is. That's what that's what she remembers, and that's fair. I get, and I got to tell you, Kinga, one of the 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 main reason we're asking you, uh huh, not just to get you know, kind of like. Uh, an outsider's point of view on this movie that we have just idolized since uh-huh. before we could drive is is because we were also talking about the show uh, Welcome to Sweden about the oh, American yeah, guy yeah, yeah. who he marries the Swedish girl uh-huh. and uh, and and how you're kind of doing that in your own life if you ever write a show if you welcome to based on you it could yeah. be about you having to come to America learning English putting up with Americans like us putting you on the spot on the radio <laughs> and giving you one last chance to tell us how good Goodfellas was. Well, okay, the guy was cheating on his wife. That's already disapproved. He was a gangster. That disapproved. He's good looking. That's approved. But otherwise, you know, it's a good movie. It's not like, you know, I'm not going to see it again, but, you know, it's a good movie. It's, it's from 1990. Like, if I have to see old movie, I'm going to see Jurassic Park. <laughs> so, like, awesome. Well, that's okay. exactly right. Which is just as good of a movie if you ask her. <laughs> well, you know, that's a really good movie. Don't make fun of me. You know, it's a good movie. In fact, earlier in the discussion, I brought that one up. He that did. is another one of those. Like that after you things. see that, you're like. All movies need to have special effects like that from okay. now on, right? Yeah, you, know, you have you to, like you see, what you have to understand, like Goodfellas, I would not see in Poland, maybe because I was too young when the movie came out. Two, I probably wouldn't understand it because of different culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jurassic Park, you know, that's a movie like every country you can see it. It's dinosaurs, you know. So, yep. you know, I don't know. You That's just, true. That's true. That's true. There is a lot culturally going on in Goodfellas. So now, you need that kind of does, context. Does that kind it's of, not dinosaurs eating people. I, I think so, some of the things that we actually talked about earlier in the show, too, was that I, you know, I did grow up away from a very uh, young kind of you know, Disney movie you know, kind of storytelling. I didn't really mm-hmm. watch them. So, you know, violence and all that stuff was just kind of all around. It was, it, violence has always been in a way cartoonish to me, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, well. Um, however, I do have a very mm-hmm. fond respect for life. Mm-hmm. But, um, nice so <laughs> yeah. that, that uh, now maybe that just has something to say about the American culture as well, is that, mm-hmm. you know, when we when we see a gangster movie, as mm-hmm. you so eloquently put it, to us it's so I- idealized, or idolized, mm-hmm. uh, more mm-hmm. more specifically, that we actually, you know, project our own kind of feelings into it, and we want to be a mm-hmm. part of it. So that if somebody tells us off, we're like, oh, oh yeah, well, fuck you, man. Well, we're gonna kick their ass. No, but like, you see, you know, we I don't disagree we do that. because now you're talking about the movies like Goodfellas, like gangsters, like the Italians, like old style. So mm. that's what you're talking. Now the gangster this time, it's like, you know, it's like, pff, 
full of tattoos and, you know, different type of gangster. The gangsters you're talking about, they're cool. Like, you know, it's like old mafia Italy. They yeah, kind exactly. of admi- and that's, you know, older so and removed. Yeah, it's like, that's like, you know, old people like you, that's the gangster to them. Like, you know, younger people, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's different type of mafia. Yeah. So well, it's, it's like, like, it's like yeah. westerns. Because exactly. there are no more cowboys, it's a lot of fun to watch cowboys. Oh, I love cowboys. I like westerns. Yeah, I like westerns. Oh, yeah, it's too late, Kinga. No, don't forget what? it. You <laughs> don't even try. You don't like Clint Eastwood. We're no, not in I the like cool club, like okay? Westerns. I saw a lot of westerns in Poland because of my grandma. I didn't see a lot of gangsters movies because, like, it wasn't it wasn't really shown in my country. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like that. Westerns, yeah, that was the American movies coming. You know. So yeah, he like what's his name? The Clean Eastwood. So he's a cowboy. <laughs> he's very much a cowboy, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's so the cowboy. Those. Yeah, yeah, I saw those. But no, but like you know, going back to the movie, it's a good movie. It is a good movie. And you know, for boys but <laughs> <laughs> For boys who want to be tough guys. <laughs> exactly. But you know, I like the Italian and I like to have Italian accent, so it's okay. Yeah. I could tell you're probably doing your fingers <laughs> yes, up I in was. the air when you're saying that. <laughs> 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 you're holding your gimone. Come on, come on. Have big sausage. <laughs> Why do you always go to big sausage? <laughs> it's so this Italian. Is big enough sausage, okay? <laughs> so many insights. So many horrifying insights. Uh, oh, Jesus. That's Italian. That's so Italian, you see. It's very Italian. Yeah. yeah. So, look, I mean, the way that we look at that particular movie, is um and look let's just america invented what we know of great movie like we invented it mm-hmm. you know the understand now there's been movies great, and jesus america made them <laughs> exactly there's been great <laughs> yeah. french movies there's been great you know uh, british movies you know, there's been great movies all over, italian movies there have been great ones of those mm-hmm. um but what we understand as great movies stem from the American cinema, mm-hmm. um, the, the Scorsese's, um, uh, the, the, uh, Citizen Kane's, uh, Orson Welles, Orson Welles, you know, and all that, you know, and all that, uh, Spielberg and Lucas and all that stuff. And, and so when you kind of have like this kind of checklist of what makes a great movie mm-hmm. and you just kind of go down the line, it's like, uh, costumes, um, Set pieces, music, uh, music, uh, acting, and mm-hmm. script, and yeah, dialogue. Go through, yeah, the whole go, checklist. If you go through the whole checklist, Goodfellas mm-hmm. is a ten all around. But There's, if you don't even remember the music, oh, the, the soundtrack. The every music. every road trip we take, I play <laughs> the soundtrack for you every time, wow. and I say, "See, honey, this is the one that was Goodfellas." <laughs> and you're just like, "Oh, no, 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 no!" You know, that's how our days go. He okay. probably goes Isn't around the house making Goodfellas you? references <laughs> all, all day, day long. And yes. he never gets them. <laughs> Maybe you should point out more often from Goodfellas. <laughs> you don't listen. <laughs> I listen. He just selects you. Yeah. And there is that right there is the cultural differences. What Believe the music? Me. Well, all of it. It's oh, like well, yeah, yeah. That 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 points out cultures can be different as much as people get along. Views are going to be different because of cultural context. Well, of course, and you know, in this case, it might be a gender thing. Yeah, depending what you grew up on, you know, 
How many times I told you it took me years to use to that you Americans don't take off shoes when you come into the house? That's true. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. I, I've heard that uh, that Kinga frowns on peeing all over the toilet seat. Yeah. Which is a proud tradition here in America. <laughs> we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I do. There, yeah. there are there are differences. And and Kinga, we want to thank you for being the one who came over to our side. So we don't have to learn welcome. Polish. Thank you. And to also make me occasionally sound interesting because <laughs> I really did you. save Mark this week. Yeah. He I... was not fun to listen to <laughs> until finally we got you on the air. Yeah. Oh, Makes okay. him more human. Okay. Well, I would love to listen to your radio sometimes. No. No, okay. You've never heard it. <laughs> yeah. No. You don't like good like, fellas. You're not listening like to this. I've never heard this. You'll never yeah. appreciate it ever. <laughs> Maybe now I'm going to have some interest, you know. Maybe now I should learn about your culture, you know. It's been years. I think right? she's just toying with us, Marky. Don't, <laughs> don't listen to your wife. This is my life. <laughs> this is how it is. But, well, you guys have fun. Keep talking about your movies, and it is a nice movie. I just wanted to hear, Kinga, what you had to say, because I value your input. And oh, well, although you. I'm disappointed you're not a huge fan, I respect. Respect, is it? And understand the differences. And on that, I think we've said all we can say about Goodfellas without just devolving into reciting lines all night. Yeah, no. we'll, but we'll get to it. Okay. You broke your cherry. Hey! Oh, I couldn't stop myself. <laughs> See, that's from Goodfellas. Okay, bye, you guys. Bye. Uh, bye, bye, Kinga. Meanwhile, this has been great. First of all, it's Goodfellas. Anything connected with Goodfellas, I can love. Uh, I can't believe we had a chance to talk to Ileana Douglas. Oh, I love her. I'm not. I wasn't joking in the interview when I said I was so nervous. I don't get nervous for these anymore. But I just as I was sitting there waiting to connect to to talk to him, it's like oh god, oh well, god. it was just building <laughs> up. Now uh, to everybody out there, um, remember you can get Welcome to Sweden on Blu-ray, DVD. It's out. It's it's out right now. It came out on May 19th. Yep. Uh, you can even catch some of the episodes or maybe all the first season on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Go and check that out. Um, but when our friends at E1 Studios or Entertainment One, they're the they released the uh, the Blu-ray and the DVD. Mm-hmm. When they said, when they when they said, "Hey, do you want to talk to Elena Douglas?" I was like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes! Oh my god, please, whatever whatever we have to do, um, yes, please." Uh, we are such fans of her, um, and the, the, yeah, she's another one of those perfect tens on the Goodfellas checklist. Exactly. She, small role that does it perfectly. Well, and she was also Keep your famously, eyes staring straight ahead or I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he means it, you know. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's just spooky in itself. God bless her. Well, but it was such, such a thrill, such an honor to talk to her. And, uh, you know, obviously it was so good talking to Greg Polar. Greg Polar is amazing. A very talented. Yeah. Very funny, personable guy, too. How is he just a lawyer that all of a sudden he thinks he can act and he he thinks he can write and then he thinks he can produce? And then he he, gets away with it, And he just fucking does a good job? I enjoy his work, but I just can't stand him. I I hate hate people that are that good at things, seemingly without trying. Got all kinds of health care for free and stuff. There's there's a lot we can get into. Point being, tweet us at stayclassysdcc.com. 
so you can uh, get your chance to win season one on DVD. Welcome to Sweden. Season two coming out on NBC. Keep your eye on your local listings, listings, or just listenings. set your DVR. <laughs> your, listen to your listenings. And July nineteenth, that's when season two is going to be coming out. Uh, keep an eye out for that. Till uh, then, Marquis, you still want to be a gangster? Well, I want to say again, happy birthday to Mr. T. And Mr. T, how could I forget? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mr. Baracus. And uh, Elena Douglas, I know you're hearing this right now. Huge fans. Thank you for doing the interview. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to have you back on the show. Let's let's talk more about you. Yep. Um, uh, Greg Polar, you're awesome. Keep it up. I, Lo- I love the show. It's really good. Uh, win your own copy at, at, at Stay Classy, SDCC. Uh, send me a message. Send me an email. Just tell me you want one of these, and we'll we'll get one sent out to you. Uh, and thank you all. We're going to be back really soon. We'll be back as soon as next week. Um, and we have some really, really big shows for you guys. Uh, we have Richard Hatch. Oh, we got shows that we have give you the clap. Jamie so Kennedy. Oh. We still haven't even wrapped up our Star Wars Celebration show yet. Well, we got stuff brewing for that. Um, oh, my God. We have uh, – you know what? Just keep up with us. Keep up with me at Stay Classy, SDCC. Got a lot of good shows coming coming up for you guys. And we're always giving stuff away, guys. I mean, it's funny that uh, you know we will give stuff away and people tweet and people email us. And we're like, oh, hey, you're a winner. And they're all excited. And we say, send us your stuff. And they don't. So chances are – if you send me a message, I'm going to send you something. I have stuff piling up here. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's, even if you don't get yourself a copy of. Uh, I'm of looking at it right now. I'm looking at it right now. I think Look, we've got a few we box have, sets. That we have. Still have. I still have claimed. Femme Fatale's DVDs. I have. Um, do you remember that? Remember we promoted um, um, shorts, uh, Thunder Shorts? Thunder Shorts? That from that. From that web series, Are we still got some of those gift bags. People yeah. haven't claimed. It's a bag with actual oh, boxer shorts. Folder people, please. We have don't that. Set us to um, spam. No, we have we have. This is good stuff. It's, it's it's a shot glass and boxer shorts with thunder shorts on it. Um, so that's still there. We have uh, uh, we have Grace um, DVDs still unclaimed. Mm-hmm. You know what? These guys they they want it. It's available right now. Call me back. I'll get you something. Okay. If you if as you want, as long as once you hear you're a winner, please send us your info. <laughs> you so have to follow through. To I have nowhere to go. <laughs> hey, you don't want the free stuff? Fine. Thanks for getting involved anyway. And keep listening. We're going to do all this again. But for now, I'd say it's probably about enough of this. It's enough of this. 